So this morning is our word from the Lord. Our scripture reading this morning is coming to you out of the Gospel of Matthew, the 6th chapter, verses 24 through 33. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 24 through 33. Our scripture read: No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will hold on to one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought of your life, what you shall eat and what you shall drink, nor for your body and what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat or body for raiment? Behold the fowls of that air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather in the barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, of, uh, can add one cubit to your stature? Or what ye thought for your raiment? Consider the little of the field and how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, or whither so all shall be clothed. For all of these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all of these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. May the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his holy and his righteous word. You know, we live in a world that, where we are exposed to families with all kinds of fathers, and all fathers are not cut from the same pattern, and, and every, since this world began, fathers have shown different characteristics in how the family uh, should be fathered and how they should raise their fathers. Some have been good, and some have not been so good, and some of the best fathers in the world have uh, not been uh, the best men in the world, and some of the best men in the world have not been the best fathers in the world, and Either way you want to look at it, but but sometimes not not so good men have been regarded as good fathers. And I was reading this article one day, and it was talking about this young man who he was sentenced in the penitentiary, and and, and the judge was uh, well known and knew him from his childhood, and he was acquainted with his famous father, who was a legal scholar, author, a uh, very exclusive study, talked about the law of trust. He he penned this book, and and he he asked his son. Do you remember your father? And 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 and, and he, he 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 asked uh, that I remember him well, Your Honor. And and the judge was concerned. He said, Yeah, I know him well. He said that then, then I'm trying to look into your your conscience and try to understand that by your father being who he was, how could you be such a a disappointment to him? And 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 then the judge said, that As you are about to be sinners, I want you to think about this wonderful dad you had. And 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 and, and do you remember clearly? about him and then uh, he paused for a second and then the judge received the answer that he had never expected 
He said, I remember him very well. I, I remember him that, that one day that I came to him and I was uh, asking him for some advice. He said, don't bother me. I'm working on my book. And then he said, run along, son. I'm too busy right now. And then, and then one day I came to him. I didn't know what to do. I was struggling with some situations in my life. And, and he said, son, I'm writing right now. So don't bother me. I'm trying to finish this book. You know, he said that, uh, Your Honor, you, uh, you remember him as a great lawyer. You remember him as a great author. You remember him uh, as a great man. But I, I, I remember him as, as a father didn't, that wasn't listening to me when I needed him to listen to me. I, I remember him a father that he always told me to go away, that he was too busy to have time with me. See, sometimes we, we get caught up in thinking that all fathers are good because on the external they look good and everything is in place but sometimes fathers don't pay enough attention to their children and they don't uh, pay attentive to their children when they have need. You know, knowledge and education and career and all of that has nothing to do with being a great father. They, they can have a lot of things and they're the best of things and they can be acclaimed in all of the world but but know nothing about being a good father and, and what what's best for their children and what's best for them to be able to get along in this world that we live in. So sometimes on the outside we look good, but on the inside, somehow we're always too busy for our children. We always have something to do more importantly than spending a little time listening to your children, spending some time to be aware of where they are in life. They could be hurting, and they could be going through, but sometimes our agenda gets ahead of us being a good father, and sometimes we are not there to do the best things for our children. So as I look at our text today, I want to talk to you on this Father's Day on the subject, Our Father Knows Best. Our Father Knows Best. So let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you, Lord, again for this day. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come before this congregation and this Facebook family to be able to uh, speak a word to our fathers on this Father's Day. Lord, we ask that you would just touch your dear servant, touch my lips where I'll be able to speak boldly those things you have laid upon my heart to be able to reach those who have the Father that are out there to encourage them to lift them up and to help us to be able to be the Father that you desire us to be, to be a Father like thine. Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we praise you. In Christ Jesus' name we do pray. Let the household of faith say amen. Our Father Knows Best. A few years ago, and as we were growing up, it was a show on television called Father Knows Best, and it was one of those days that portrayed a, a middle-class family in, in the Midwest, and it talks about Ed James. He was the a co uh, uh, author of the program that he was the one who portrayed the Jim Anderson and he, he had this common sense wife and uh, named Margaret and had their children and, and Betty Bud and Kathy and whenever the kids needed advice anything uh, they would always turn to their father because their father knew best you know many have the same perspective of our father's day but many of us have nightmarish memories of our fathers because they didn't do best for their families and we, we have all kinds of fathers fathers today that have been caught up in to all types of abuse, cruelty and shame of their children uh, and many times the uh, children had to grow up with horrendous memories of sexual abuse, physical abuse spousal abuse and, and have been and tormented by the abusive overbearing fathers instead of a husband and a father in Christ that loved them the way that Christ loved the church you know Paul 
Paul writes in Ephesians 6, 4, And ye fathers provoke not your children under wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And God has ordained us to nurture our children and to, and to provoke them not into wrath. But some children hate their fathers because of those despicable acts that they grew up with and they were forced on them as part of them being children, daughters and sons being molested by hateful fathers and, and, and have them in mind that they have to grow up with that in their memory for the rest of their lives. See, no child deserves to be uh, molested by a father that they're supposed to have trust in. And somehow children are told that father knows best and they use that as a way of causing their children to do things that, that that's uh, abominable in the sight of the Lord. And, and their eyes are blinded to the truth of those words and by that deceitful father they've been raised claiming that he knows best for them all the while he's doing that there are things that are despicable to them and a father that is abusive does not know best and uh, do y'all need to hear that again aren't you glad that we've got a father God that knows best for us and he knows all that we have in need of in order for us to have a happy life in this world aren't you glad that our father knows best for his children and he gives and he nurtures and he does all of the things that a good father that's supposed to do. Our father, God the father that who knows all about us. He knows our rising up, our lying down, our going in and our going out. But he's a father that cares for his children. That's the type of father that we should be as fathers in this world rather than uh, trying to utilize our father authority to do things that are not according to the will of God. But we got a Heavenly Father that knows best. So as we come to our text, we find Jesus giving some characteristics of a good father. And there are some things that are expected out of a father, a good father. He gives us some things that, that will threaten fatherhood if we don't harness them and get to know them in our lives. And we talked about Sunday school and wisdom. If God's word will give us the wisdom to be able to understand what a good father is supposed to be. He teaches us about the hypocrisy of the outward acts that, that are not from our hearts. See, many uh, dads, they feel that children children with uh, lives with things to be able to pacify them uh, to substitute for the time that he don't spend with his family. He gives them things to show off around other friends to see how good a father he is rather than trying to spend time quality time with his children teaching them how to succeed in life teaching them how to live in this world that we live in. Stuff will not satisfy that. Stuff will not satisfy wisdom. We told you that in Sunday school this morning. A lot of them get their Nikes in the uh, Reeboks and the Tims and the Nintendos, the PS3s and Xboxes and tablets and cell phones and all of the different clothes and everything. And somehow we think that supposed to replace the time that we spend with our children by giving them those things. And these are not the best things sometimes to give your children when you want them to succeed in education. And we don't know what's best for our children, how to mold them sometime in life. But I do realize that sometimes things will not the best thing to give unto our children at times. It makes them look popular. It makes them look like they're cool, and, but it doesn't prepare them for the classroom and, and the boardroom and the office or the factory floor or the court or the, or the baseball diamond or whatever the endeavor they want to do in life. All of those things will distract them from being able to put their proper uh, focus on the things that will help them succeed. See, many of our kids, are, uh, they, they, they have better sneakers than the people out there playing baseball and softball and their sport game. See, most kids have 
have computers that are used to listen to music and look at videos and to play games on instead of learning some computer skills that will be able to help them in their schoolwork or help them in their career later on. Most of them got more gigabytes of RAM or stuff on their cell phone and on their uh, 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 iPad and uh, computer in than most time engineers got on their job. Hundreds of dollars are spent every month. They're texting with unlimited plans and able to, to satisfy their child or keep him quiet. They, they give a, a kid a phone when he's a baby so that he won't bother them. He, he gives them a little toy, while, while electronic toy, while they were small children so they won't bother us. Instead of us being fathers spending time with our children, what we've done is given them electronic babysitter so that they can be able to uh, be appeased by that toy rather than us as fathers and mothers spending time for our children. See, all of these things will make our children happier for the moment. It will pacify them for a little time so that we can spend less time with them ourselves. See, these things cannot substitute us being parents, being a good father. This is not necessary uh, bad, bad things. They're not necessarily bad, but uh, obsessive use of anything will not be the best for you. That's what I'm trying to get us to understand. As father, to appease our children with those things may not be the best thing for them because what it does is takes the focus off the things that they need to have their focus on. But what it does also, we think it takes their, 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 their time that we should spend with them It put their time involved in other things and now they become uh, distracted away from us. Seeing us who, who we really are. See, if they start looking at those things that they've gotten, they're not looking at us who we really are. So we, we, we know now that as we look at how we've appeased our children with those things, so I want to ask the question, do, do we really as fathers know best? Have we really shown the characteristics of fathers that knows what's best for our children? So our first point as we look at our scripture this morning, that, that, uh, that a father that knows best will tell the children that they can't put their trust in things. So our text says that no man can serve two masters either way, hate the one or love the other, else he will hold on to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. See, a father uh, should be the first example of his children about setting priorities. He should be the first example to his children about setting priorities. See, a good father should never put his job, his career, his sports, his social clubs, or, or not even church before his children. I believe that a lot of uh, pastors have uh, put their church and everything before their children and find out that they were a good pastor but they were not a very good father. They, they, they didn't understand that a father uh, had to know best for his children and sometimes uh, uh, having your career take away from you being a father the first institution that God instituted was the family the first charge that he gave over a father was to take care and to have dominion over his household and his children See, I believe that there's a point that we should serve church more than we should serve God. But I guess most of us that, 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 that have missed it because of the fact that we think that sometimes that, that, that the church is more important than serving God. Serving God is serving our family. It's serving us, uh, the husband and the father and the, and the father figure in the community. All of that is serving God. But sometimes we think that serving the church is more important than serving See, I think y'all missed that, didn't you? I believe the point is that we serve church more than we serve God. We serve the church duties more than we serve the God responsibility.
responsibilities that he demanded of us that we should be fathers and priestly over our household. We got to be a priest over our household before we can be a leader in our church. He said that if you don't take care of your own household, how are you going to take care of the house of God? God has commanded us that. We should be good fathers. He demands a balance between what we do in the name of the church, in the name of the family, in the name of our job, in the name of our career. You've got to have a balance or you'll lose your whole family. We, we wonder if our families are suffering today. It's because we have not learned to balance the things so that we can keep a, 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 a good balance between our, our career and our, our family. All of those things have to be tended to in order for you to be for your family and best for your children. So here now, uh, Paul is telling the church in 1 Corinthians 7, 5, defraud not ye one another, except uh, it be, be consent that ye may give yourself to fasting and prayer and then come together that Satan might tempt you uh, not to, uh, in your incontention uh, uh, in in, in what we call church work has messed up even some of our marriage. He's telling us here, don't fraud one another. Don't get so caught up in church work that you forget your family and your wife and, and your family responsibility. Don't ignore what your family has in need of because the word of God is not a counter to that. God, he warns them, couples in Corinth, not to get so churchy that you neglect one another's marriage. Don't, a father should look out for the needs of his family overall and for his personal needs and his ambitions. You know, many preachers have been devoted so much time to being a good pastor till they've messed up in, in being a good husband and a good father. Uh, do I need to say that again? Many of us pastors have been devoted so much to being a good pastor until we messed up being a good husband and a good father. Paul tells Timothy that one ruler over his house having his own children subject all gravity, but for if a man knoweth not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? See, you must be balanced, and, but you can't split your devotion, and you must be devoted to both. But one will pull you across the line if you get so well focused on the other one and leave the other one undone. Life is a balancing act. But if you get pulled over the line on one way, you're going to fall over. See, too much of this will mess up that. And too much of that will mess up this. And too much of this will mess up your marriage and your family. And marriage and family and church are things of God. And God knows what's best for us. A good father must teach his children that they can serve things of the world and God. A father that knows best will teach his children to serve God along with your family. All of those things have to be done in a balance. you got to have a concern for God's work, but you got to have a concern for your family. You can't get so uh, consumed with one and leave the other undone and, or get consumed with the other and leave this one undone. you got to have a balance. He said that you, you can't serve two masters. One will pull you one way, down, the other one will pull you in a different direction. But you got to have, I think the old gambler said he got to know how to hold them and know how to fold them. You got to be able to have a balance to be able to serve both God and your family. And not to put one emphasis above the other so powerfully that you'll miss out on being a good father example for your children. Then our next point is that a father that knows best 
will tell his children to keep their minds on the things of God. Our text says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought of your life, what you shall eat and what you shall drink, and, 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 and yet for your body, what you should put on it. And is it not life more than meat, or body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, they sow not, neither do they reap, neither do they have bonds, and yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? And why take ye thought for the raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, and how they grow, and they toil not, neither do they spin, and yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed as one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is the day, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he much more clothe you, or ye a little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, whether ye shall be clothed. See, Paul taught much about the power of the mind and how our lives shall be transformed. If, if we are to be good fathers that knows best for our children, we must get our minds stayed on God. And, and even human beings have a thought life that dominates us most of the time. The Bible says that for he that thinketh in his heart is so is he. See, see, so we must invest much time in prayer and fasting to control our uh, sin or thought. And, and, and Jesus tells us to control our thoughts above the physical needs that, that when God uh, that we serve has promised us that he'll take care of us. He said that he'll supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. See, so if God will supply the needs necessary for us to be able to live, why do we have to worry about those things? Why do we spend so much time thinking about the things that we cannot control? See, God created us higher than all other creations. He feeds and clothes them. So why do we think that we got to spend all of that time taking care of those things rather than focusing on the things that he has commanded us to do? He commanded us to be good fathers, have dominion over our households. So why we put the things more important than the things of taking care of his children? See, he asked them are you much more better than they? Huh? We are much better. We are higher creations that God has made. God made us in his likeness. And he created us in his image. And now all of a sudden we put more thought in not knowing uh, that God, not trusting God and taking care of the things that he has already promised us that he will do. See, we are control freaks anyway. I, all of us, I'm like, I'm like that too. And many of you are like that too. But we, we refuse to turn things over to God. We have to have our hand in it. We, we are control freaks and, and we got caught up into all of that stuff. And I, you know, and then we, 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 we always got that I wonder. I wonder syndrome and I wonder how, how we're going to make it. I wonder how, how the Lord is going to see me through this. I wonder how, 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 how I got over. You remember the old song? I look back and wonder how I got over. Then I wonder if everything will be alright. We caught up into this I wonder syndrome. And I find myself at times in the, in the middle of all of this I wonder song and, and, and all of that song and dance and, that. and and if I could only keep my mind stayed on the things of God and, 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 and trust him that he will do his part you might think you know but father knows best God knows best what we have for our lives many times we wonder about what, what what's the, the worst thing that, that could ever happen in our life we, we think about the worst things of all of the time rather than putting our trust in God father knows best for us. But if we would only trust him, he, he, he asked the disciples, are you a little faith? Are you a little, you, you just don't believe that God knows best for you in your life? 
faith that God will take care of even when things look bad. We, we don't have the faith to trust God when things are not going good. We're naked, we're hungry, we're thirsty, bills are overdue and, and laid off and cut in pay. Children acting up, husband looking the other way, wife don't Consume them on their own lust. See, many times we are giving them 
a loaded gun and a, and a time bomb to kill themselves when they ask for things too early. I got this message I preach too much too soon. All of us sometimes get caught up into asking for too much too soon. And then we run to why our children got hurt because they had not gotten to that place of responsibility where they could be able to handle those things. See, those things aren't the secret to happiness and getting what they need uh, is not uh, the secret to them uh, making it in this world, getting what they want, but getting what they need is what we should be desired about. Jesus gives us the secret to getting the things that we need. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all other things will be added unto you. See, he knows that we have need of all of those things, and, and we seek to live according to his word, and we live according to his will in our lives. He will add all of those things that increase our faith and build us up and to supply all of our physical and our spiritual needs. Father knows best for us, and, and he knows what we have need of, and he will supply all that we have need of when we seek him, once we seek him first, he said all of this other stuff will be added. But when we try to seek other stuff first, that's when our priorities get mixed up. We, we start falling into all kinds of difficulties in our life when we try to get too much too soon. God has given us a timetable built into our DNA that certain things are not are ready for us to be able to get into because of the fact that we are not mentally, spiritually, physically strong enough to handle certain things at certain times in our life. Things that are meant for men are not meant for children. Things that are meant for children are not meant for men. You know, we got grown men playing video games. And we got children now out working, doing jobs. You should stay in your lane. Do the things that are, you are supposed to do at certain times in your life. Because certain things too early, too much too soon, will cause you to fall into a trap that you are not ready to accept the consequences thereof. So finally, as we close, all of the fathers, we are caught up into too much in things in, in that we live. We have things. We got things everywhere, church things and world things. We got all things uh, pulling away from us serving God, doing the things that he wants us to do. All of us get caught up into uh, this thing, this life, the mess. It's, 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 it's pulling us away farther and farther away from the will of God. We, we need to realize that, that our Father knows best for us and sometimes we, 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 we need to, to get out of the way and let God do his will. If we would get everything that we ever wanted, every time we ever asked, we're self-destruct. If you got everything that you wanted and everything that you ever asked for, you would self-destruct. You know, we'd eat ourselves to death. <laughs> we'd drink ourselves to death. Uh, we'd smoke ourselves to death. We'd snort ourselves to death. We'll huff ourselves to death. We'll drive ourselves to death and get ourselves to death. Uh, uh, you'll get yourself to death by looking for things to satisfy you just like children. 
He said, be not children being tossed and thrown away by diverse things in the world. We should know better that. We, 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 but we've got hooked on stuff just like children, just like the world. We, we got hooked on stuff as grown men and grown fathers and Christians got their own drugs that, that somehow we ain't got to smoke it, we ain't got to huff it, we ain't got to swallow it. Only thing we got to do is caught, get caught up into things of the world that don't reflect God in, in, in the things that we live in and the things that we should be doing. I know John said, love not the things of the world, uh, nor the things in the world. He said, any man love the world and love the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And that's not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world passes away in the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Things will fade away long before they satisfy the hunger that is inside of us to be able to try to reach those needs. How many of you know today that our Father, He knows best? Huh? The song by Swanee Quince said, He says that Father alone. You know, I, I like how uh, uh, they, they changed the words of it a little bit. We, we sung it in the old hymn that we said, Father alone. But he says, Father alone. Father alone knows all about it. Father alone will understand why. Father alone will chirp his brother in the living the sunshine and we'll understand it all by and by. See, I, 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 they got the words twisted, but I, I know what they meant. He made a good part. Father alone. Father all by himself. He knows what's best for us. Your father down here, he knows all about you, but you know, I'm, uh, I'm glad that you've got a heavenly father that knows what's best for us all of the time. We got to get it twisted. We got it mixed up as fathers down here. So this Father's Day, let's start doing the things that was best for our children, best for our family. We, 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 we should be doing the things that, that that's glorifying God and, and sowing God into their life. And why while we're here on celebrating our Father Day, we should celebrate fatherhood, honoring the duties that fathers that God has given us to do. But every father is not honorable. We have to realize that. Every father down here has not done what their families have need of. Some fathers have let their father's families down, and some are not worthy of the honor, but if they're worthy of shame. So let us put it in the right perspective. Let's not uh, put things to distract us from what we'll need to be focusing on as fathers. We should be able to seek God's will in our lives. And then we can be the father he desires to be. I, I hope I've tried to be a godly father to my children. I've done the best I could. I've done some mistakes. I've did some things that are not recorded becoming to the word of God. But I tried to live before my children to show them an example of what's the right thing to do. Sometimes they don't listen. You know, as father, we got to realize that. Sometimes we give good advice and sometimes they don't listen. But I've come to realize that my father knows best. We serve a father that cares all about us. And if we live according to his will, and that one of these days we'll see our father and our mother again in the great by and by. So let's give God, let's give uh, God a, and our fathers, let's give all our fathers this morning a hand pipe of praise. Let's, let's glorify God for what he has done in us and through us. I know all fathers have not been what they uh, should have been, but he's still your father. You should still honor him. Still honor him in spite of. But what you need to do is because all 
all of the mistakes that he made, you learn from those mistakes and try to be a father to your children like our Heavenly Father is. So we continue to give your name all praise, glory, and honor today. Give God our Father all of the praise that's doing to him, and he will continue to bless us. We got a Father that knows all about us. He knows what's best for us. And then he will give us the best that he has. He already did. On the road, on the cross of Calvary, he gave us his only begotten son. And he gave him so that we could have the gift of eternal life. God gave us his best. Can you realize that? God gave us his best. And the only thing he's asking for us as fathers is to give our best. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior today, God our Father gave us his best, his only begotten Son, that we might have eternal life. He said that if you would only confess with your mouth, then believe in your heart that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and he ascended up into heaven and he sits on the right hand Father. He says that if you believe that, thou shalt be saved. So is there one today? Is there one who is seeking to have that relationship? with a father that don't have an earthly father relationship but you can have a relationship with God the father he's there waiting for you he's not lost he's not uh, somewhere that cannot be found God said he's near he's near to us so that we can reach out to him and he will be a father to the fatherless and he'll be a mother to the motherless and he'll be there for you if you would only call upon him God bless you today hope you've received this word today father knows best. Our Father knows best. God bless you, and may heaven ever smile upon you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we do bless your name today. We thank you, Lord, for just being our Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us as fathers, whereby we'll be able to be that godly example for our children. Those fathers who have not been godly examples, we ask that their sons may grow up to be able to be godly examples, learning from you, Lord, allowing your spirit to be able to speak to them, that we look beyond everything they've seen and everything that they've experienced, that they too might be more like thee. Lord, we thank you today. We lift you up. We lift up the name of Jesus right now to all of those that are going through. For the fatherless families, we ask that you would just put your hedge of protection around them. Bless them in a mighty way. We thank you for this time that have been set aside for us to celebrate Father's Day. But we give your name praise because you are our Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you. In Christ Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. God bless you. May heaven have a smile upon you. Again to our fathers, happy Father's Day. Enjoy your day. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. God bless you, and may heaven have a smile upon you.